Today on The Good Word, we'll learn about honesty and how avoiding the truth might be harder than facing it head-on. 19th-century French writer Guy de Maupassant was famous for his short stories. Among them is the story of the necklace. A young lower-class woman, Mathilde, hopes to look and be rich one day. Her husband, a simple clerk, works to be invited to a grand party where aristocrats and somebodies would gather, all just to please Mathilde. When they finally receive the invitation, she refuses to go because she has nothing to wear. So her husband helps her buy a dress, but Mathilde insists on jewelry to accompany the dress. So she approaches one of her wealthy friends to borrow jewelry to wear to the party. She finally decides on the woman's most impressive and expensive-looking piece, a diamond necklace she sure must be worth at least 40,000 francs. Now she was ready to attend the party. But after the ball and on their way home, Mathilde and her husband realized the necklace was gone. She'd lost it. Realizing how much it must be worth but too embarrassed to admit her mistake, the couple sell everything and take out loans so they can buy another similar necklace, hoping the owner wouldn't notice. Mathilde's dream of aristocracy ended with the lost jewelry. Ten years later, Mathilde finds the woman who had lent her the original necklace walking along the street and approaches her. The woman barely recognized Mathilde, who'd worked night and day for years to pay off the necklace she'd bought. In their conversation, Mathilde brings up the necklace and how she had sold everything and risked everything to replace it. The woman takes Mathilde's hand and says, The necklace was not made of real diamonds. Rather, it was made of paste, only worth 500 francs. So, what can a necklace teach us about being better Christians? That honesty is best, in spite of what we think the consequences will be, especially when we want to tell the truth but we fear the consequences of that truth. In the case of Mathilde and her necklace, honesty could have helped her avoid years of unnecessary suffering and tedium. When we don't admit the truth, we're avoiding the healing potential of honesty. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus also gives us an example of dishonesty in the parable of the unjust steward. The steward, who had wasted much of the goods of his master, is called in to account. And he said unto his disciples, There was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. And he called him, and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. I cannot dig, to beg I am ashamed. We may not be steward of a vast estate, but we are each the steward of our own soul, of our own conscience. And whether we have responsibility for many things or few in this life, the principle is the same. Jesus points out that if we've been honest with the lesser things of this life, like money or land, then we can be trusted with the truly important treasures, those of the kingdom of heaven. He puts it this way, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much, and he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore you've not been faithful in the righteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? When we're dishonest to secure our comfort or ease on earth, 
while risking our faith, we've chosen the lesser part, those things that will not outlast this life. When we decide to be honest in all things, there may be consequences for our actions and mistakes, but we avoid being under the influence of worldly things, like Mathilde's necklace, that were never worth much anyway. Our happiness and joy are the eternal treasures available forever to those who will strive to be as honest and just as Jesus was. And that's the good word 